0: Hey man, let's talk about religion. Sign on the street says you don't own me. Sign on a port says three's a crown.
1: Sign on a port says the three's a crown. All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today, once again, out of the bunker, in the apartment. Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful day. Oh it my gosh, the it's wind
0: is so nice.
1: Lovely, there goes my notes. We're here today to talk about a little song called God Knows from 1990s, Under the Red Sky, but it was recorded for the sessions for Oh Mercy, which came out in 1989. So we listened to both versions of it, and uh, Kelly, how was your your week with with God knows
0: It other than it says the word God, like, it's pretty
1: inoffensive, well, really. It's more a just.
0: Times. I, I mean, I guess counted, I say
1: inoffensive, but the first line is "God knows you ain't pretty," so I guess
0: yeah,
1: uh, t- tad offensive. I suppose. Well, that's that's gonna <laughs> get be- some tact, God, or Bob. Really, God's probably like, "No, I think you're beautiful." Bob's right. like, "Girl."
0: Uh, that was my biggest gripe with this song. That's why I like the other version better. The because the lyrics, if you go to Bob dylan.com which would be the official, right? I mean if there's going to be an official version
1: yeah if there's an official version it's going to favor the studio recording not the the bootleg if you will even though it's a sanctioned bootleg they're not gonna it's like changing the lyrics for tangled up in blue they're not gonna put every single right. iteration and apparently he's also played this song live a bunch um i think over 200 times at least so it's definitely one that he's probably changed even today
0: did you say he had never done outlaw blues live
1: except for once with jack white oh in uh 2007 i think they did it when he was in nashville
0: yeah he's doing this one a million times over he's doing
1: this one yeah and apparently i was just kind of looking it up like when he had done it and i guess there was a woodstock 94 i guess there was like a
0: yeah 94 and 97 i believe yeah Um, well then they
1: had the yeah the 30th anniversary whatever the woodstock with Limp biscuit is all I can with see. With all
0: the mud and the raping. Yeah, and, right? And, yep. This yep, one was the one apple. before. It wasn't a fun
1: Woodstock-type love fest. It really turned violent. It turned ugly. It was really a dark moment in music. And instead of stopping the show, Fred Durst stoked the flames. Three days of music, peace, and love ended with arson and rioting early today at Woodstock 99. And apparently he played like a, a pretty big set and this was the era of like the mtv unplugged so it was like i i like that version of the band but apparently he played a bunch of hits and then they threw in god knows and in, uh, in the bob dylan encyclopedia even michael gray has to note uh, out of all the songs that he sort of puts in that woodstock um reference you know in, in the dictionary uh he notes that um you know god knows it was like why is this song here like everybody <laughs> just sort of tuned out and so did bob dylan so it's like even that song he just like Why is it there? Because it was the last studio album Maybe you're picking Mm -hmm. one song from it Um, I don't know I know I need you I know this record i think it lends itself to the nursery rhyme sort of thing i mean we 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 joke about wiggle wiggle but this song is on the same album as wiggle wiggle
0: you joke about wiggle wiggle i take it very seriously
1: very seriously so anyways i mean this is almost just simple if we if we go on the idea that all of these songs are some sort of like a nursery rhyme type of, of thing which we can definitely get into whenever we get this full record but even with this song the repetition's nice it's it's got a nice flow to it. I mean, it doesn't have a chorus, which is totally Bob Dylan, you know. It's just, but it, but it's such a the hook is there, and it's and it's creative enough that it literally just isn't God knows every single time. I mean, there is something of a tale being told, but I, weirdly, I think both versions tell a very different type of tale, and I personally also like the Telltale Signs version better because I think. I want to get to know that God a little bit more than the other God, you know? And I think that that's kind of interesting.
0: I have questions. Yeah. Okay. You said telltale signs version. So,
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's the bootleg series volume eight telltale signs. Okay.
0: So the, what I keep referring to is the Oh mercy version, because it's a bootleg from,
1: well, they call it, they essentially on Spotify. The reason you say it is that it says unreleased uh, comma Oh mercy right. sessions. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, that telltale signs uh, from 2008, I Actually, I don't know what year it came out. I think it was 2008. Just yeah, uh, the bootleg series volume eight um, is stuff from that time frame. So basically, the the late 80s, early 90s. Recordings. But the
0: record that it would have went on was called "Oh Mercy," and that's why.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was a take from "Oh Mercy." Gotcha. And I think "Born in Time" is another one uh, that's on this album, "Under the Red Sky." would have been on as well so it was recorded before and sort of brought back so it almost has a different sort of feel i think of the songs that i can right away name on there wiggle wiggle being one of them this is better than the rest of that album but i'm curious because a lot of people really ride or die for this album it's kind of like street legal where they're like maybe it is good let's keep looking at it i can't go that far but i haven't listened to it in full and forever
0: Every time you talk about Wiggle Wiggle or just say it, I want to know more. I want to hear it so bad, but I'm like almost saving myself. Yeah.
1: I think you should save it because it's certainly going to be something. We will definitely listen to it before we listen to Blind Willie McTell. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Even if that doesn't happen organically, you will manufacture that.
1: In some way, that'll be the last one we ever do.
0: Blind Willie McTell.
1: Yeah. I think the gods are going to look down on that in some way.
0: You wanna know what I thought about the song?
1: Yeah, what do you think about the song?
0: Okay. So the Oh Mercy version, which I'm going to here on out refer to it as that, the that's, one that you said from the bootleg, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. That version, one, is superior in my eyes, and two, for some reason, inexplicably, yet another Muppets vision.
1: Oh no. In my head. <laughs> All right. Who's who's here?
0: Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, who are the who Grateful Dead esque band in the nice. Muppets that that jangly guitar that mm-hmm. bang, 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 bang. for some reason i was like that's a fucking dr teeth song although the only dr teeth song i could find on spotify sounds nothing like it so yet again we have this weird amalgamation happening in my head where the song actually sounds nothing like the Muppets song <laughs> but here we are but i just like for some reason that just beat it just reminds me of muppets just kind of flopping back and forth there's nothing out there you can't do Can you picture that?
1: And that's definitely what this whole record gets pegged for. It's just like quote I mean Michael Gray always calls it like rockism. It's just like taking those just boring elements. I mean we would I would call it something like butt rock. You know, it just it's just so ineffectual and so boring nothing yeah but what's what's weird and what i did not know until we started kind of looking deeper into this under the red sky had more i mean guest artists are not a bob dylan staple i mean rock doesn't often do that unless it's like a concert or something like that but there were so many people that guest starred on this album so when you're talking about jangly guitars we could be we could be getting guitars from and i don't know exactly maybe i can find that information if i do you can read our show notes uh, on our website but uh jimmy vaughn slash Elton John, George Harrison, David Crosby, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Bruce Hornsby. All were a part of this art project, which is bizarre, because you you think putting all those people together, and Harrison and, and Dylan at this point are doing the Wilburys, so that's also a factor in here, which the Wilburys almost, those songs are super silly, and I feel like some of that silliness has sort of come in here, but you read the Bob Dylan Encyclopedia that dude you know Michael Gray has this like six pages of like the nursery rhymes in in on this record and like breaking it down like all these old nursery rhymes from like back in early America that Bob Dylan's taking from and sort of inverting the meanings of these words i mean I'm fascinated by that. this is not one of those you know does oh, this have a direct connection to yeah this one doesn't because this one, I think is a no mercy cut. So it's just kind of like re-recorded it for that. So it's not really one of the nursery, like Handy Dandy is a good one. Uh, You know, Wiggle Wiggle is another one where it's like they have a very specific type of nursery rhyme. This is not so much that. Although The God Knows, I think, fits the narrative if you're trying to like... And this whole album is dedicated to his four-year-old kid. So it's almost like... I I don't know. A lot of people made the point that I think is, is legit is that even though the first part of The God where he's saying you ain't that pretty, I think sometimes... While we can joke about that, it's also good to know like, you're not all that. You're not the shit. Like, even though you're not pr- pretty, like, you have other qualities. Everybody is beautiful and whatever on the inside, the outside are just our meaty little carriages with which we walk around. And I mean, I think it's humbling to just be like, <laughs> and so people have likened it to like Bob Dylan in the 1980s going up there and saying that if you don't believe in Christ, you're going to hell. And then a decade later, We've got him coming down from his stroke where he's like you know what man god's cool god knows god's fine you know so it's less of a less of a vengeful god and more of kind of just a chill god i mean the god of this song is kind of cool i mean i don't have any problems no i was kidding because he loses his mind there's there's moments in concerts in the 1980s where he stops the band there's only two kinds of people like the preacher says only two kinds of people color don't separate them neither does their clothes He still want to rock and roll. I'll tell you what the two kinds of people are. No matter how much money you got, there's only two kinds of people. There's saved people and there's lost people. Now remember that I told you that you may never see me again. I may not be through here again. You may not see me. Sometime down the line, you remember you heard it here, that Jesus is Lord.
0: So about that, the two, for one, it took me a while to realize uh, that there, there was different lyrics in both the versions, because the music is definitely different, but I guess I wasn't paying that much attention, because I didn't notice until today, which is like many, many days into this that the lyrics were different. Um, yeah, I don't like, I don't like any of the other version, the actual studio version of it. The lyrics piss me off, the you do ain't pretty, but I, I get that. I get what you're coming from, and I just think it's really interesting how different the song is mm-hmm. because the oh mercy version i think is a lot better like you go from the that those first lines of god knows you ain't pretty in mm-hmm. the studio version to god knows i need you i think we're telling a really different but still powerful thing yeah. in, in both versions and i really like the first one but i like it musically better and I like it lyrically better
1: i think so too i think that it really hits a little bit harder and i think it's even more relatable because i think a lot of people if you're secular and don't really care for the bob dylan you know sort of jesus moments you sort of make it about a loved one you make it about a significant other you make it about a romance uh, guy or girl it almost doesn't matter it's with this i think it's a lot easier because saying something like i need you you know god, even god knows i do that's something i could find myself saying you oh, know yeah, it's right. like a lot of those moments you're like oh i can feel that a lot more yeah i mean i think that the oh mercy version could have almost fit anywhere and 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 i yeah it was better than under the red sky and apparently he was writing this up to the moment of it being recorded so um. even in his mind he's like just constantly moving but i think he kind of hit it the nail on the head i mean i kind of even at the ending it's kind of fun you know it's like god knows there's a purpose god knows there's a chance god knows we can rise above the darkest hour under any circumstance i mean it's that's nice. The the other version that the official version is God knows there's a heaven. God knows it's out of sight. God knows we can get all the way from here to there even if we got to walk a million miles by candlelight.
0: That's what I'm saying like And the, it's like
1: that's a different thing where it's, it's like So much darker. It's It is darker, yeah.
0: It's worse. And I I don't want to go through all the lyric differences because no, 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 the no. song is pretty Well, there isn't any different.
1: lyric differences. They're literally a different song. Like yeah. nothing is even just a a little bit of a thing. I mean, really it's just the intro outro why is what is the feel of the song i i i yeah i think that the telltale signs one the oh mercy one is uh it hit me more and musically it was better although something that was interesting about the under the red sky one is that it's a long intro of music which is very on bob dylan so that was pretty weird to just have kind of like I'm just playing music for a minute. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, somebody gave, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan the guitar that day. I mean, you know what? I mean, right. That's what makes it weird. It's almost uncharacteristic. And then the fade out. I mean, you know, when, when you brought up the fade out to me earlier, I was like, I was just trying to justify and play devil's advocate. I was like well God knows you could just say this forever and ever so it's almost like fading it out almost gives it a little bit more of a point like I could just go on for hours do you want me to go on for hours and of course people would be like yeah Bob go on and I'm like no 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 that's fine (laughs) but it's still just really jarring it's jarring I don't like it so I I, the other one is much more of a fully fledged song that doesn't have to be a part of Under the Red Sky for it to like make sense because apparently they all fade out so cool
0: God knows there's a chance God knows he can rise up the dark star over it's sick of the storm oh, God knows the heavens God knows it's out of light. God knows we can get out
1: of the way From here and there We gotta walk a million
0: minds I can't believe Whatever, cool. But see, I think it's... I think the impact of how different they are you have to look at them together i think you're right that they are different enough that they could be two different songs i mean musically they're very similar and obviously the the lyrics kind of in the same style but i think it's really interesting and important to look at what was changed because certain things it's like for the studio version god knows it's a struggle and then oh mercy it's god knows i can take it like you're you're dealing with two different people you're dealing with somebody who's like nihilistic and done with everything in the studio version uh who's like sees the worst in everything who thinks this guy is vengeful and awful and then in in oh mercy version it's somebody who's trying who's su- like possibly succeeding but they're thinking the best like you're you have two very different sides somebody's an optimist in the oh mercy version and then the complete pessimist like shitty version <laughs> the yeah other one.
1: it's almost like harkening back a little bit to what i was saying before it's like if this is for your daughter you know your four-year-old daughter you dedicated the, the album to her if that's for her uh, which yikes. version do you want better? You right. know, it's like, I would want the one that's sort of, I don't know, a little bit more uplifting. Not that you have to hide it, but she's a four year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, what type fire and brimstone, or do you want to, to usher her into like accepting that about her or her dad or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it is jarring. It's, it's interesting.
0: Fun, actually, like the God knows it's a crime for the studio versus God knows that I care for mm-hmm. the Omercy version so much better. Um, God don't call it treason versus God knows there's an answer like you know it's I, I don't know there's just so much i don't know why the one is so negative and oh and this one was interesting i thought so for the studio version god knows it's terrifying but then in the o oh mercy version god knows i'm ready like i'm mm-hmm. brave i'm ready i'm like i don't know it's, it's well what so what would different. you what
1: would you think if in some way again we don't have to go one to one but what if all of that was in one version of the song. You know, we've done very long songs now with 16 different verses. What if this one was one song of 16 all of these Contradictory verses. Well, I mean, in a way, it's Bob Dylan is nothing but contradictions all the time. And it's almost with these two versions, he's creating a pretty strong summation of how he feels about God either over time or even just within his own self. We've talked a lot about Bob Dylan and all these other versions of him. I mean, is this not just him in the moment doing Oh Mercy and then re-recording it for Under the Red Sky? I mean, these are two different songs, but they have the same sort of flow, but could they not be incorporated together and we would maybe be reading it in a different way? I mean, it's interesting to think about Mm -hmm. because I'm with you. I think both are strongly opposite. They're not just like, the same song just with kind of different lyrics it's not like tangled up in blue right where it's like a little bit different but, but thematically it's pretty much the but same. thematically yeah. the same these are just, they're different absolutely you know, so and weird. if they were together it would be like okay well, <laughs> fine i guess i mean i'm terrified and now there ain't no rhyme or reason and yeah you just go in from one to the other which i think is wild
0: yeah well the other thing about the music why i enjoy the first one better the uh, oh mercy i keep saying first one because we made a little playlist and that's the one that right was, the, the, the well, i think first. people
1: if they're listening are catching on to oh. which one would you like better
0: apparently my note about the song was god is a creep oh that's... because god knows everything well <laughs> that's
1: true i <laughs> but, guess that's almost the point
0: yeah so uh, musically that noise that guitar noise in the oh mercy version that i fucking love that noise so much the whole song and it doesn't happen in the other version uh and i can't figure out if it's somebody doing a really slow downstroke on the guitar like hitting all you know six strings or if it's a quick strum like i can't figure it out but i fucking love it all the same
1: well and and that's also interesting because they are very different musicians i mean he went again and did what he always does michael gray summed it up as um this is the first album after oh mercy uh, and Dylan uh, and, and it shows Dylan characteristically retreating from that album's mainstream production values and safe terrain and refusing to offer a follow-up so he basically scrapped the band again went to all these celebrities that he's working with and I think it shows it's like anytime you get that sort of like star-studdedness you can't tell like that could be fucking slash doing the stuff on <laughs> I mean, no no on oh, um oh, the other on one. on yeah like he's the one playing that noodly um intro to this song like pfft. Sure, There's why also not?
0: A small solo in that version that I know is not on the O oh Mercy one. Right.
1: Right. And so it's like hey slash <laughs> complain on god knows <laughs> right. like this is totally on brand with Guns and Roses cool. <laughs> um which is bizarre although they do, I guess they, they do do cover that Bob him. Dylan song they do cover him. That I thought so. was going <laughs> to Knocking <Roses'> on heaven's <laughs> door, right? So I mean I I get slash like wanting to come and do it. Right. Uh, and the Wilberries are certainly hitting a a peak that you know he's not gonna He's not going to get back to until 1997 when he disappears for a while.
0: The Traveling Wilburys is this super group with, like, Tom Petty.
1: With Tom Petty, uh, Orbison, Jeff Beck, and George Harrison. Oh. And Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. Would I there know are a really, song of theirs?
1: Um, Handle With Care, probably. Everybody's
0: got somebody to lean on. Put your body through. Next
1: to mine and dream I Um Yeah, but otherwise that's that's kind of it. You know? I mean God is a weird weird thing and I feel like talking about religion is, is strange. It's something you kinda have to come to. Today is not the day. I think it I think talking about important things like that or just spirituality or whatever you want to do with that deserves a better song. Of all the Bob Dylan's religious songs, this is not up there in my mind. So we, we I would imagine if he
0: had a whole like period where he was very religious that we will have well, it somewhere a, yeah. that we could talk about it right in a way that like the theology not us being inside of it cuz we're right. not neither of us religious but even just From an intellectual standpoint or just a musical standpoint, I'm sure there's a way we could have a better Well, that's why I
1: enjoy reading and I like seeing. And and right off the bat, it's the whole thing with You Ain't Pretty. It's just like instantly jarring where you're just like, oh, man, all right. I got to read this in a different way because you start over here. God knows I need you. Mm, Lovely. I'm on board, you know. That's why Mercy wants better. I know. And I think coarseness is something that with Bob, not only is his voice coarse and sometimes his chords can be coarse and different. You know, he's a very different musician and artist. And I think it begs... It begs this sort of in-depthness that we're trying to, to give it here at Sign on the Window. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping in. But otherwise, <laughs> I think uh, note-wise, you know, we. Um I think that's it. I think I'll just leave with a final thing. I think Michael Gray had the best interpretation of all of this. Uh, so I'm just going to leave with a final quote about the fading out. Uh, he says, quote, The best thing about God knows, being the way the shape of the song mocks the sermonizing inside of it, perhaps unintentionally, the singer has to rant more and more to squeeze the lines in as it works itself up like a sermon. And as soon as, it start, and as, soon as he starts the rant, they start fading him out. For the listener, it's as if you're slowly, but surely, closing the door on a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> it's perfect.
0: Amazing. It's like, all right, Bob. Cool.
1: Cool, Bob. That's great. But cool, God cool. knows.
0: <laughs> God knows I'm ready. God knows
1: your heart hard to find. God knows you're standing right there before my very eyes, messing up my mind. All right, so any final thoughts on this, uh, this song? I mean, it was okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, King of France is fun because we get to put our own, uh, you know, sort of draw whatever we want because there's nothing there. But it certainly wasn't, um, you know, it's not like Don't Try Me Now. That's almost like, uh, you know, I don't know.
0: It, I mean, it was uh, fun enough was that fun the Oh Mercy version, that like I said, the little jangly guitar I and know. having the Muppet vision wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought it was uh, listenable. And it was fine. Yeah. All right. And so obviously we spend the week with a Bob Dylan song that we choose at random. So before we pick next week's song, which is always my absolute favorite part (laughs) of the show, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, recommend stuff for the week. So I was actually gone last week. I was in Virginia. I had a great time. Went to Yorktown. Went to Gettysburg. Basically took every direction and just drove in it. Uh, And I had a great time. So we didn't actually do an episode last week, which was Great to take a little bit of a break, and I'm sure Kelly appreciated the break. So, yeah, so we had a little bit more time with the song, as you can tell from this wonderfully researched, just deep dive into theology. <laughs> um, but we did have a lot that happened within the two weeks that we've sort of been off and sort of fixing the website and kind of doing all the admin stuff that we have to do. So, Kelly, over these two weeks with this song, what what was uh, what were you feeling?
0: Uh I watched all of Master of None Season 2 because that just came out.
1: Watched the whole thing on the plane back to Virginia a couple days ago. Back from Virginia. Back from Virginia. Right. Well, I watched the first two going to, and I thought, Netflix, you can download them now. And I was like, I just need to. I can can occupy myself with other things. So it's like, I'm going to do some editing for podcasts. I'm going to do some this. I'm going to listen to podcasts. And then I was just like... I'm desperately tired, and the person I'm sitting next to is, like, really in my space, and so I need to, like, get over all the way up against the window. I was like, I need something. And all I had was two episodes of Master of None, so I watched the first two twice.
0: Oh, man. Because
1: I couldn't. I just couldn't. And I was so mad at myself. So I was like, no, just download the entire season. Uh, So I just watched the entire thing. So I've seen episodes one and two three times now. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, it's great. I, I, I mean, what was your take on it?
0: All the Italy stuff. All the Italy is, stuff, is so cool. Uh, I mean, actually, going to Italy and having a very oh, similar like <laughs> car experience. We did not get our car stuck in an alley, but we may as well. It felt like we were going. Well, to. what about that food?
1: Uh, the food. Was I know delicious. you guys were loving it. The
0: best meal of my life. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, um, Master Nun is this has this weird uh, thing with me. It feels really intimate and personal, and I can't explain the feeling. Master of None and a couple of other movies like Lost in Translation and a couple of things make me sad. Melancholy, I think is the best word for it. It makes me nostalgic for a life that I'm not sure I lived. And that's the only way I can describe it. It feels so familiar. It feels like it's a past I wish I had, but also that maybe I did have, mm. like where I want to insert parts of this into my life. But did that actually happen? And it's just like this it makes uh-huh. I can't explain this feeling, but it makes me feel that, that every time I watch it. Here's the deal. She's straight, but lately I've been getting some serious vibes from her. Ooh, vibes that she wants to become a lesbian? Vibes that she's curious about an adventure with Denise. Alright, I'm in. I'm your wingman. Oh here she got. Kind of, cool. Denise. <laughs> hey Carlo. <come on. laughs> who is this? Oh this dude. Come on. Let's get a drink. Because it's so realistic. It really skirts that line of realism and being sad. Mm-hmm. and realism and, and, and optimism he
1: was so sad this season
0: i know but it felt good it felt good in that like melancholy way like this is familiar even if it's not happy it's feels right and it feels familiar i, I don't know i don't know how to describe yeah. that feeling but the best way i can say it's like it makes me nostalgic for a life i'm not sure that i live
1: that's interesting and I like, that. And,
0: like the, that show and and Lost in Translation and there might be a couple others give me that very specific feeling that I don't have a name for so I love it anyway that the show's great you should watch it that's my recommendation it was Master of None yeah. the first one obviously too if you've never watched the show yeah.
1: no it's it's lovely it's beautiful anything that he's ever done is just on point uh, and I just want to recommend two two albums we're not even going to really talk that much about because I'm still sort of listening to them. Uh, one of them, both of these we listened to, or I listened to when I was in Virginia. Uh, Waves released another record. I think their sixth album. Uh, it's called You're Welcome. Just kind of a fun surf rock, sort of punk rock uh, type of vibe. And then somebody that I think a lot of, if you love Bob Dylan and you love even like the 60s bob dylan uh which who doesn't love that uh someone named daniel romano who i've listened to since he was just sort of a folk country troubadour uh is now making like the best record that never made it to 1968 because he wasn't alive as the tide
0: up beyond the walking trail.
1: Mono, Waves, Howdy from last week. I'm only reminded of Howdy because Waves is uh W A V V and uh Yeah, and also Master of None. Boom. Yeah. Done and done. Alright. The time has come.
0: Pick the song. First delete dun, the song. Dun, dun, dun. Please, dear God, delete the song.
1: What song did we listen to? God knows. Yes. God knows. Alright, so we're gonna go random.org. One out of six hundred and fifty two. And that number will be different next week. So. It feels
0: like the number never goes down. I know. <laughs> the day this that you stop saying 13? 600, Ooh, it would be such a great next day. Next year? <laughs> oh, my God. All right.
1: 6.52. Well, no, because we're going to drop probably a good you know 20. So we'll be in the 6.30s before we know it. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So 6.52. Kelly. My guess. You have to guess it. Now, what happens if you guess it right?
0: I, we didn't discuss that i, I know. know
1: i think we need to figure it out you either get to choose or you get to do whatever if
0: i guess the song we instead of doing the song get to do a song from a band that i like
1: okay yeah all right we'll do that so uh, it'll never happen <laughs> so that's the truth so keep keep hoping But all right. it
0: does that's the rule it'll be amazing okay
1: all right cool so one out of 652 what's your number
0: did you already do it
1: uh, i clicked it now
0: 43
1: <laughs> <laughs> 594 <laughs> Couldn't have been more so off blessed. But you know what You make good podcasting stuff By scrolling Scroll 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 <laughs> What number you say again? 43 Alright 43 would have been A great song Seven Curses Which is on the first Bootleg series One through three So that was a 60s uh, Song Just uh, him and a guitar Beautiful song actually I would have really loved been that been great Yeah that would have been Gosh. a great one So 594 <laughs> Let's see what garbage we get to listen to this week. <laughs> oh, we get a, another great song, Wallflower, off of the same Bootleg Series, Volume 1 through 3. Uh, basically at the same time. I think this was an outtake of um, uh, possibly John Wesley Harding into, um, like, National Skyline. I'm not there. So 67 to 70. Uh, very beautiful, beautiful song. Not, not very um, lyrically intense, but very pretty. And I think there might be a version or two out there. Wasn't yeah, that the uh, name of Jake Dillon's band, The Wallflowers. Ah. No, this one's really good. So we'll go ahead. Um, this won't make the podcast, but we will just we'll do the thing that we do, where we play a little Why bit of the song. Make the podcast? Well, because it, it's copyright.
0: Oh. Yeah,
1: I I told you I don't think we it's I don't do think it's just seconds. metadata. I think it's also I think it's also Shazam technology.
0: Okay, well we can do thirty seconds. Excuse me. Listen to thirty seconds.
1: All right, we'll do we'll do that. Um, All right, so there, Jesus! All right. <laughs> All right, so here's Wallflower. I'm gonna play the um, the one from the bootleg series. Although there is one uh, on two bootlegs. Uh, there's one from another self portrait, volume ten, and there's one from uh, one through three. So this is the the one that would have the- theoretically been on a record. So here we go. You ready?
0: So one of these should be on Spotify. Hopefully. Oh, I think both of them are. Oh, okay, so cool.
1: Wallflower. Oh, well, actually, another self portrait, probably not. So I will give you that one. But uh, one is definitely this one is definitely on there. <laughs>
0: So country. Oh, man. Oh, Bob Dylan, sing me a Patsy Cline song.
1: Dev could be listening to this on his headphones.
0: No one can see that. We're just rocking back.
1: (laughs) We got our lighter sound.
0: Side to side, I should say. with
1: With you... Great, and only gets better from there. So that's it. So Wallflower next week. All right, so we've reached the end. God knows is in the books. Wallflower uh, is next week. I love the song. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, So we're going to dive deep into it. We're going to be doing a playlist uh, this week as well. So if you are inclined, please follow along as we go, because we're basically just going to put a bunch of songs about flowers. We're going to probably have a couple Wallflower songs on there. Uh, yes yeah, the so, one Wallflower song? Exactly.
0: On, try, la, la, la. That song, right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know.
0: That's the one song, right? Well, is...
1: they have like Nothing albums and albums and albums.
0: And the... Really? They had more than Oh, bands? they have
1: so many. Yeah, Oof. Jacob's, he's still rolling, man. They're what? Yeah, they're like a major touring band. They still I play.
0: bet I would like them. You probably. Yeah, I'm look. all about the 90s garbage. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go.
1: So we're gonna listen to some 90s garbage yeah! on our playlist. Oh,
0: can we listen to garbage from the 90s? We
1: can, and we can also find all the wallflowers and all flower songs. So this week is all about Ooh. flowers. So we're gonna learn a lot about flowers, and I think you're going to tell us about flowers next week. The oh, process of flowers being made or yeah. wallflowers. What's well, a wallflower? I guess it's just a person sitting in the the perks of being a wallflower. Right.
0: We have a lot of material.
1: We have a lot of material. Listen, next week, if you thought this week was dull, next week is going to be
0: amazing. Botany and Botany. etymology. Oh, is not etymology. What's how did the word like how words? Oh, is yeah, it etymology? It's etymology. Mm, I don't know. Uh, that, that sounds wrong.
1: It sounds wrong.
0: Etymology also kind of sounds like the bug thing. No, it's etymology.
1: Yeah. Right? Endocrinology is definitely nope, yeah, something about nope. the butt or something.
0: Not the butt. Okay. The glands. All right, so join us next week. <laughs> and uh you sense. can find us
1: at at SOTW Pod everywhere. Our website's cool because we have little essay show notes for you to gorge yourself with Bob Dylan related news and stuff. We also post photos.
0: Like you're doing this weird hand motion. i know Like you're stirring I'm, a, cauldron, I'm stirring a cauldron
1: of bob dylan bob dylan also of celebrated his birthday happy birthday bob dylan 76th yesterday
0: uh, birthday, what did you do for
1: Bob Dylan's birthday?
0: I found out about it today. Cool. So happy <laughs> birthday, Bob.
1: We're going to go um, enjoy a uh, bunker. No, we're out of the bunker. Not bunker weather. We're out of the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Classic
0: not bunker weather. <laughs> Goodbye. No, <Hey. laughs> oh, I didn't stop
1: it. Every time I just like you hit the space bar and it wants to play the song, which is comedic. But then I had it. It's <laughs> bar.